Hi, everyone. David is away today, so I'm flying solo this week. And our guest is Charlene Massey. She's the founder of About Staffing, an employment agency in Calgary. And this is a big year as they just celebrated 25 years in business. She also recently launched a new company called JobShift, which is an online platform to help people looking for a job. Charlene has years of experience staying ahead of employment trends and knows what leaders and employees are looking for. Today, we'll find out what she sees on the horizon for work in Calgary and how COVID-19 has changed the, the way that people work. Hello, Charlene. Hi, Tara. Congratulations on your 25 years. Oh, thank you so much. You know what? Time flies. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was reading in your bio that, that you were saying a lot of people were telling you that you weren't going to make it in that first year and, and throughout. So what pushed you through? Oh, I tell you, I'm uh, pretty determined, first of all. <laughs> and you know what? I had to, I really had to make it go because, you know, I started with nothing. So, you know, when you start with nothing, where where else is there to go but up? So, um, yeah, it was it was a pretty rough Start. I wouldn't suggest it for anyone else out there who starts with literally less than nothing. Um, <laughs> you know what? But it was it. It, it ha- we had highs and lows and highs and lows. And uh, the good thing about that is that there's always another high on the horizon, right? So it was it was okay. And, and I look back now and I think, boy, it went fast. And I'm every time I wanted to quit. Tara, I I thought I don't have the energy for this anymore. I have to quit. Um, I made it through anyway, and then I was always so glad that I didn't quit all those times. If there are entrepreneurs out there listening, and you know there are a lot of them in Calgary, and they have people who are telling them, you may as well just throw in the towel, or they've had a really tough year and a half through COVID, and they're ready to give up, what would you say to them? How can you encourage them to keep going? I would say don't give up. I mean, that that sounds so cliche, I guess. <laughs> um, but you know what? If you can picture yourself in a year from now or two or five years from now, uh, you know, start to shoot for that. Because it really, you know, especially in Alberta and Calgary, oh, my gosh, you know, it, there's so many ups and downs. And I really think that we're all just in training for the next thing. So whether you're in training for whatever hurdle you're, you know, you're trying to overcome today or whether, you know, you're, you're having some success today, uh, you're, still, you're still in training. You're just, you just know that you're going to do better next time there's something that happens. So hang in I there. love that. I love that. You're in training for the next thing. And it feels like we've been going through that for the last year and a half. And as people are slowly starting to transition back into the office, what trends are you seeing um, from the workplace? Are leaders telling you that they're going for the hybrid work environments, 100% back to the office? What kind of trends are you seeing? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wacky. Um, that's the technical term <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think it's a perfect description. It really is. So the, the employers um, really are, they want their people to go back to work. That's what I'm hearing. They want their people to go back to some kind of um, place where they can see each other. They can collaborate. They can learn from each other. They can grow together. Um, they can solve problems together. And that's kind of what's been missing when the people have been working like 100% from home. 
So there is some hybrids happening. Um, uh, most of our businesses, most of our employers want work, most of their workers to work back in the office at least most of the time. So three out of five days, four out of five days, or you know, 30 out of 40 hours a week, something like that, um, with still some flexibility and options to work from home. But it certainly isn't becoming a remote workplace permanent way of working going forward. Um, they, there's just no, you can't grow your career either. So the, the people who really only want to work from home um, may have some difficulty growing their careers if they are going to work from home full time and they don't have the opportunity to really showcase their skills and, and efforts um, working from home. It's, it's tough to do. That's a really interesting perspective because with the companies that I've been chatting with about this as they as they start to transition people back in, I've been saying it's very important for if you do actually offer a work from home uh, flexible option, then it's really your responsibility to make sure that career development is still a priority from from the company and from the employee stand uh, point of view. Yeah, exactly. And and um, and and how do you show that? So I, I mean, it's really one thing to say take these courses online or, or whatever, um, or get these projects done, or you know, prove yourself this way or that way. But then, how do you communicate that both ways? How do the leaders communicate it to their employees, and how do the employees prove that and communicate that? Um, you know, and enthusiastically communicate that. Um, if they're working, you know, either 100% remotely or, or even in a hybrid situation, because part of that time should be, hey, look what I did, or look what I learned, or why don't we solve it this way, or I had an idea. You know, ideas from collaboration are just, that's kind of been missing in the last mm-hmm. year and a half since COVID. And um, so I, I just think it's important for people to realize that. Yeah. Well, I mean, communication is always important, but about a thousand times more when you've got a hybrid workforce or people working from home. So yeah. you, you've given the, the employer's perspective. What are your applicants looking for? Do they want to be in the office or do they want to be home? Mm, yeah, that's, that's a bit of a, a problem. We actually have a short, um, shortened workforce at the moment because um, it, the people want what they want. And they're not ready uh, or willing necessarily to give anything up. And the people that want to work from home are not willing to give up the work from home option. So that's creating a problem. Um, The other applicants uh, are saying, I want to work full time from the office as well, which, you know, can be a problem or not. It depends. But what's happening is that there's just there's not really enough applicants for the roles that are being offered, um, and the people aren't willing to flex or negotiate really on anything. They're not willing to compromise on uh, on what they're looking for. So it's creating a bit of a problem for the employers um, who are trying to hire right now, and it's causing a bit of a problem for the employees who think that they can just dictate to the employers everything that they want um you know so it's 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 creating some some issues definitely some friction and so when you see that happening from an employer's standpoint are they thinking okay let's build some more flexibility in here so we can get some top applicants 
or is everybody being stubborn? Uh, yeah, everybody's, everybody's being stubborn. Um, <laughs> and, and even pay rates and things like that, too. Um, you know, we've heard lately, certainly in the news quite a bit about how the employers can pay less if the, um, if, you know, if the employee is choosing to work from home. Um, and, of course, the employees don't want that uh, option either. They, they don't want to make less because they've been working from home already the last, you know, 18 mm-hmm. months. So why should they take less now? Um, I hadn't heard that. Where's the justification in that? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, it, what it is, it's really pushing that the employers can pay less um, as an option or flex option to the employees. But the employees are saying no. So it's, it, yeah, it's in a big conversation um, whether you can even pay less or should pay less. Um, and then how do you how do you monitor people? I mean, that's certainly an issue. The, the employees feel like they got enough, you know, they've even worked more um, at working from home, no break. Uh, and the employers are, are saying, well, I couldn't really monitor that. So um, you know, just a lot. There's a lot of um, I don't know, a lot of friction there. You're right. It's friction. So, yeah. Well, yeah. it sounds like I mean, if you're going to have that kind of hybrid workforce or people working from home, you sure do need a foundation of trust between both the employer and the employee. Yeah, and I think that's where some has waned over the last 18 months. Um, you know, the, the employers that have a really put forward um, strong leadership practices, uh, retention number one um, as a number one goal or effort over the last 18 months, those ones are, I think are going to find success in uh, finding people in a tight workforce. Those people are going to be able to say, well, look, my team stuck with me and I stuck with them. So therefore, um, you know, come and join our culture because you can see how strong and wonderful it is. And the the leaders who really didn't make an effort in the last 18 months to keep their people and keep them happy and working and productive and feeling secure, a lot of it's about the feelings, Um, those employers are going to have the most difficulty trying to either retain their workforce who are being headhunted now uh, or hiring new, you know, new people for um, maybe new projects or it, growth opportunities. So they're going to have a harder time because people talk now. They they publicize it. If they if they don't like their culture, they tell everybody. Charlene, we're going to continue this conversation after the break. We want to touch on Job Shift, your new company, as well as let's talk about what resumes look like now. That's coming up right after the break. And we're back with Charlene Massey, the founder of About Staffing. And we want to touch on your new company that you started. It's an online platform called Job Shift. Tell us about that one. Yeah, you know, about a year and a bit ago, I guess that was, um, you know, beginning of COVID, if you want to say that. I had this idea that I wanted to help all of the unemployed people because, of course, at that time, you know, the beginning of COVID, a lot of people um, were laid off and it was very sad. And uh, I, I thought, oh, you know what? I need to start to answer everybody's questions en masse. I need to be able to help people in, in a bulk situation with all of the information that I know over the last 25 years that I've learned. So I, I created a platform and I did it with my two uh, sons who are, uh, one works with me at About Staffing and the other one is a marketing guy. And uh, we created a, a platform um, that strategizes individually and personally um, people to take them from unemployment through to employment 
um, with exercises and videos and resources and all kinds of amazing things that we've built into these seven shifts uh, that takes them right through from budgeting right through to onboarding themselves into a new role. What a great service for people because when someone's laid off or it's a surprise and you find yourself, maybe you haven't had to write a resume for a while, maybe you aren't sure about an industry that you want to go into, it's nice to have that kind of support to be able to walk through with you. Yeah, you know, the questions I was getting, I I was getting so many questions from people saying, oh my gosh, how do I live on, you know, $2,000 a month now on EI? I don't know what to do. Um, And so, you know, we created this whole budget shift and then they, you know, their next question is, how do I, how do I manage my mindset? Um, I'm stressed. I don't know what to do. I can't find work. I'm afraid. And especially during COVID, I'm, the people were so afraid to find a job. What if I don't find one? And so we created that, that one. And then we went right through to, you know, the, the regular stuff, the resumes and, Uh, and all of that stuff. And so we were able to actually help them uh, all the way through, right through to finding their own job. And in fact, we just won the Spark, the Better Business Bureau Spark Award for a new business for integrity. So we just won that. So I'm very, very, uh, I'm very excited. And I'm very happy that we were, I feel very honored, actually, that our platform has won this award. Uh, congratulations. I mean, you know, the, the integrity piece is, is a big one because I know your intention is always to help. So that's, uh, I have had a chance to look at this platform and it's really good. I want to talk about the resume piece though. You talked about that. And if you haven't had to write a resume in a long time, or maybe you're just new into the job market, you're not quite sure how to present your resume. How has it changed over the years from your static, you know, kind of boring black and white resume from 5, 10, 15 years ago to now? Oh, it's changed an awful lot. Boy, I tell you now, you have to have a personalized strategy for every job that you apply for. And people don't realize they used to be able to just blast them out and and hope for the best. But that's not the case anymore. So um, now it's very technical. Um, You really have to have a good strategy. Um, the keywords and how applicant tracking systems work today and portals and all of that. Um, you know, people take it really, really personally when they send a resume and they don't get a callback or a even acknowledgement that the resume mm-hmm. has been received. They get really upset because they feel per- it's personal. So what's really changed, Tara, is that it's not personal. It is all done systematically now. It is all done based on, I mean, really, that the whole goal of a resume is to get an interview, and then you, you can choose what to do from there. But you can't get the interview if you are not qualified with what the, um, the keyword criteria is that's embedded into the system that pulls the resumes for the employer. Right. Uh, so that's right. really you know, where we go through the shift in, in our job shift. Um, we really talk a lot about that. You have to understand your strategy or you're just not going to get chosen. Yeah, no question. And that's that's the thing I have actually, uh, tell me if you've heard this one. I've heard this strategy of putting a bunch of the keywords from the job description in white in between your, that so that they can't actually see it, but it picks it up in the computer. <laughs> I don't yeah, I know. Have, I have, have you heard that I one? Have. I thought that was actually kind of brilliant. 
Um, Me however, too. They don't get through the, like, if they go to the interview, they can't get through the interview questions because they have no clue what they're talking about, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. But um, it's been ca- that's been caught now. So all of the um, applicant tracking systems and all of uh, the job boards and posting boards um, pretty much now have, have pulled that option out. And uh, they can tell if that's been done. So good luck. You, you probably won't get through anymore. <laughs> I've been reading so much about hiring practices and what is important to hiring managers at this point. And so I'm reading a lot about attitude and how attitude and heart and your tone and your energy is sometimes more important than your technical skill. And that that's what managers are really looking for. And they're embedding that into their interview questions. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they definitely are. Um, But we always talk about that, like character questions and Mm -hmm. adaptability questions, initiative questions, because those are the things that are going to really shine. Adaptability actually right now is the number one skill that's required. How can you adapt to stuff happening? Um, whether it's, you know, a COVID hit or a, a pivot, a shutdown, you don't know anymore. Um, for us at About Staffing, we've gone through floods, recessions. We had a Lamborghini went through my office. I mean, stuff happens. You know, it, it just <laughs> it just does all the time, it seems to us. Um, and so you have to be able to adapt and adapt quickly. And so that is definitely the number one thing that is, that is being asked for now. How do you adapt um, and, and give us examples of that? Um, so that's really important. I think, too, you know, along this side of the skills, I, I, I said something very controversial. Um, I think it was in a blog, but I, I said something very controversial. I got quite a bit of um, pushback on it where I was talking about how hire for skills, actually, instead of just, the, you know, personality and attitude. Um, it, it was I, I did it on purpose because. Um, it, it's been, you know, hire for personality for so long and hire for culture and don't worry about skills. But what COVID taught us is if you're going to be working remotely, you need to have the skills to do the job as well. So it doesn't help for people to not have the skills because they don't have the opportunity to learn and train over a long period of time in an office or in a workspace environment. So hire for the skills first. If they can do the job, then hire for all the rest of those fantastic things that you need. And the great people, the good people with the right attitude and adaptability, those are the people who are going to shine and stay long-term and fit with any culture. So what industries right now are you seeing are, are really hot in the job market? Uh, Tara, we are... Uh, booming. (laughs) Um, You know, I, I, we haven't boomed in a year and a half, right? It's been really an interesting uh, move for us because it's been very quiet, but we've had that happen so many times over the years um, that we were prepared for it. Um, But right now we have a lot happening in all of, of course, all of the industrial sectors. So any, um, you know, where there's any building going on, any building supplies, renovation supplies, uh, they're really, really busy. Um, You can't get a trade anywhere. Uh, You can't get supplies anywhere. So those those are very much in demand. Um, Customer service at all levels, um, we have quite a bit of that. 
Uh, we have even some some oil and gas is starting to come back. Um, mm-hmm. We have, you know, it's actually a little bit of everything. We have an industrial side division here, and we also have a an office uh, side, and both sides are are literally booming. I've hired three people in the last week internally. Um, so, you know, recruiters are in huge demand uh, because the employers are trying to find recruiters uh, to come in and work for them so that they can hire all the, the necessary people that they need. So it's, it, it's busy. It's booming in all sectors. Charlene, thank you so much for your time. This has been an absolute pleasure. And congratulations on your award for your, your Spark Award for Job Shift and for your 25 years with About Staffing. Thank you so much, Tara. This has been great.